Michael, this is all very confusing. This is On Markets with Remy, Tino, and Mike, the podcast where we decrypt and demystify economic, financial, and other investing concepts. Uh, this week, we've got Mike from, where are you, Mike? In, in Cabo, right? I'm in Cabo, yeah. On location in Cabo, making everybody jealous. It's not the worst place in the world. I'm thinking no, that, not at I'm all. Think, I'm thinking that we should make this a regular thing. Like, remember the, the uh, War in the World is... Uh, War in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Carmen's, well, yeah. Now there you're really go. dating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about uh, the seventh item on Tino's list of top 10 biggest mistakes he's made as a professional investor. Uh, but first, we're going to kick it off with a article that Tino was reading last week that he shot over earlier this morning that uh, we all kind of got enthralled with. Tino, why don't you tell us a little bit about it and we'll take it from there. Yeah, so uh, it was an article written by uh, Nick Majuli. I'm apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name over at Ritholtz Wealth Management. Uh, he basically, um, there, there was the, the backstory here is there was a bet uh, back during the financial crisis, or I think it was right before the financial crisis uh, between Warren Buffett and, uh, and a hedge fund manager. His name was Ted Seeds over at uh, Protege Partners. And it got a ton of publicity at the time because they basically bet each other a million dollars uh, Buffett bet that the S&P 500 over 10 years would outperform a portfolio that uh, Mr. Seeds had put together. And the winner would donate the money to whatever charity of their, of their, of their liking. And Warren Buffett won. And he won quite substantially, if I remember correctly. So the point about this is that there's a, there's a new bet in town of sorts. And uh, uh, Mark Cuban, uh, he had uh, gone on to Ellen DeGeneres' uh, show, I guess, a couple days ago and said that uh, basically how great Dogecoin was. And we've talked about Dogecoin before. It's kind of this joke cryptocurrency that's taken off. And he basically said that um, it's better than a lottery ticket, effectively. That was his argument for owning it. And uh, so Peter Malouk, who uh, he actually own, uh, runs... Um, uh, uh, creative planning, which is a very large financial advisory firm uh, that's based all over the United States, but I think it's based in in Kansas, if I remember correctly. Uh, relatively well known in the industry uh, for being a good thought leader, and they got into a little Twitter spat apparently uh, over a couple different issues. But basically, Peter was upset that Mark was out there toting this um, uh, cryptocurrency that I guess uh, Mr. Malik was not overly uh, fond of. So. Long story short, they go back and forth over Twitter quite a bit. You can you can actually see this online because it's on Twitter. But it basically turned out that they bet each other, well, two separate bets, uh, both, I think, for a million dollars, again, going to charity. And the first bet basically was that Mark Cuban bet that Bitcoin or Ethereum, either one, would outperform the S&P 500 over the next decade. So again, Mr. Maluk is saying the S&P 500 is going to outperform. Uh, Mark Cuban says it's either going to be one of these two cryptocurrencies. Then it turned into a second bet. The second bet was uh, Mark Cuban believed that a concentrated portfolio would outperform the S&P 500. So Mark Cuban said a 50-50 portfolio of both Netflix and Amazon held for 10 years would outperform the S&P 500. So... I, I actually found these two bets to be very in, interesting and, and, and you know, also entertaining. Uh, so what I wanted to do is bring it to, to both of you, Mike and Remy, today and, and to figure out, you know, where do you stand? 
know, what, what, what side of the, what, what bet would you take here? Oh, let's, let's do the first one, Bitcoin or Ethereum. You choose either one versus the S and P 500. Remy, what would you do? It, that's a tough choice. And it's tougher because it's Bitcoin or Ethereum. And I think that's sort of an odd, um, like, like it's odd that it's, that it's both of them. If, if you said Bitcoin versus S&P 500, I'd take the S&P all day. I, I wouldn't think twice. But Ethereum, due to, to what the platform is and how it is becoming sort of the underlying platform in a lot of other, I don't want to say other technologies, but, but in a lot of other use cases, it, it, that, there's a strong argument for Ethereum. I think I would go with Ethereum. Ethereum over the S&P. And just just for reference, I, I believe the point between a, a Bitcoin or Ethereum bet was, I think Mark Cuban's point was, look, either one's going to do well. So you, Mr. Malouk, you pick one of the two for me and I'll take that side. That's how confident he is in crypto over, over the S&P 500. See, I wouldn't take Bitcoin. I, I, if, if the bet was Bitcoin against the, against the S&P, I would take the S&P. If it's Ethereum, I'll take Ethereum. If it's Bitcoin, I'll take the S&P. All right. Mike, Mike, what do you think? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, I think I think I'm going to go on the crypto side also, but I think sort of for a different reason. Um, it's just that there are so many different things that I keep reading about it going a little bit more mainstream, more people accepting it. I just saw uh, the Oakland A's just sold tickets for Dogecoin, a hundred Dogecoin for two tickets. Trevor Lawrence, who was the first round pick in the NFL draft, signed a uh, signed a deal with I think it was Blockfolio, uh, some sort of blockbuster deal. I mean, these guys used to sign deals with Nike, right? Now it's now it's Blockfolio. Um, so, you know, I think it's it's either you know it's going to be a wipeout one way or the other, right? Either it's going to be zero or it's going to be a kajillion dollars. No doubt. So it, re- it really it really is kind of a guess, but. But I, I would go. Do I have to pick Ethereum or or uh, Bitcoin? Do I have to pick one or the other, or can I or can I just say crypto? I think crypto is okay. The question is is it says Bitcoin or Ethereum? Does it, so does that mean if either one of them, or or does that mean that that Maluk gets to choose which one? So that was the bet that Maluk gets to choose for Cuban. Okay, so, so Cuban's we, basically saying, you decide which, which one, and I'll take that bet. That's how yeah. confident he is. Yeah, I don't like that. So let, let's change that bet a little bit so that way it's, it's, it, it's Bitcoin or Ethereum, if either one of those two. Mike wants all of crypto, just all-encompassing. But Yeah, I don't, yeah I'm, just, I'm, just taking, I'm just taking crypto. I, I would, I, honestly, I think I would take either one. I think, I would, I think I all-encompassing is too hard because you you know, there's, there's too many. You have a ton that are going to fail and do nothing, and you might have one or two. So I think you got to pick... So if we can do Bitcoin or Ethereum, if either one of those two, then I'm then I'll take the crypto side. I, I would I would take it in the spirit that it was put out there. I would I would let uh, I would let pick and I, and I would take either either Bitcoin or Ethereum. I'm good with it. And listen, it's a roll of the dice, right? Even even Cuban's comment really wasn't all that uh, controversial. You know, he he's saying that you know what do you say? Dogecoin is better than a lottery ticket. I mean, you know, yeah, the bar is pretty mean, low it, there. It, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, right? Almost <laughs> right. anything is better than a lottery ticket. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I would, I'm going crypto. I'm going either Ethereum or Bitcoin. You pick versus the S&P 500 over the next 10 years. That's my bet. So, I mean, I don't, I, we haven't discussed this, but I'm going to guess, Tino, you're going to go with the S&P, but, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So what are you taking? 
I'm going to go the S&P 500, <laughs> but at the we same time... We, we should have had a side bet as to what Tino was going to take. Before <laughs> yeah, before yeah. It wouldn't have been much yeah. of a bet because I think everybody <laughs> would take the same thing. I thought about it. I mean, look, I, here, here's, you know, we talked about the crypto before. I mean, you know, the, the, what gives me pause and hesitation is that there's a lot of really smart people and a, a ton of money driving this crypto. And it's, it is, it's not just for, um, for speculation. There, there is an attempt here to get this thing off the ground for other uses. Uh, but it, you know, I, I think that ultimately this is going to run into a situation we talked before is that, the government's in an, in, is in an in interesting position because you think about crypto, or let's say, let's take uh, all the crypto together. It's about two trillion in market, ca- or quote unquote, market cap. It's not real market cap, but that's how you want to look at it. The value of all crypto is right around two trillion, and there's an estimate out there that about a trillion of that, fifty percent, is in capital gains, right? So the government has this weird, perverse incentive to not destroy crypto too much because they're sitting on a pretty nice you know, tax bill sort effectively or, or, or income coming in from taxes on this stuff. But I think there's a line in the sand. If this thing gets too widespread used as a currency, they are going to step in. I just, I don't, I can't imagine how the government is okay with a private form of currency. So uh, that is the reason why ultimately, well, one of the reasons why I think the S&P 500, the other one is that you know, Dogecoin, as we said before, it's like gold or anything else. It doesn't do anything. It just sits there. You know, the S&P 500 is comprised of companies that are growing or compounding returns over time, reinvesting back into themselves. So if I had to you know, push come to shove, I'm going to go with the S&P 500. But what I will say is that if I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong by a huge margin. Because you're right, this is a binary outcome with crypto. It's either gonna the, the people that are right are going to make a ton of money and be drinking drinks like Mike is on the beach for a very long time. Uh, the ones that are wrong are going to be people like me, probably with egg on their face, getting laughed at in ten years when they pull up this footage when we're going to Joe Rogan. <laughs> so what about right. bet number two? All right. So, so what do we got? We got we've got uh, two for crypto, one for S and P. So so Mike and Remy are, are both on the crypto side. Tino's on the S and P side. Right. So the bet, the second bet is a, this is a little bit more traditional bet. Uh, Mr. Maluk is saying, take a portfolio of just the S&P 500. So typical index fund, basic approach that, uh, that uh, Warren Buffett had versus Mark Cuban, who said a 50-50 portfolio of just two stocks, Netflix and Amazon. Mike, what do you got? This one's easier for me. This, this one's S&P for me. And because for, for me, this one is like, um, you know, if you guys watch sports shows, I mean, these guys always talk about whoever the, whoever the favorite team is to win the championship. You know, the, it's going to be the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. They take the Bucks to the field. This is me taking the field, right? I, I'm any, I would take the field against the S&P against any two stocks. I don't care who they are because just one of those two has to go south or just doesn't even have to go south. It just has to be mediocre or flat, right? And I think that, you know, I mean, those are two big dogs right now, and and there's and and they're they've gotten to the top of their respective sort of fields, if you want to call it that. And it's just hard for me to imagine that both of those companies are going to remain so dominant for ten years. Um, I'm taking the field. I'm taking the S&P. It's hard to argue with that logic, and I, and I'm 
I agree with you. I don't think I would ever go with, with two stocks over the S&P. It's just, um, it's, it's too targeted. It's too easy for one to, to fail. It's too easy for, like you said, it doesn't even have to be a fail, but it's too easy for somebody else to come along, especially in this day and age where technology is, you know, moving at lightning speed. Uh, you know, Amazon, you know, I think is probably pretty safe. Netflix, it, you know, who knows what, what next year brings. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a million of those streaming companies gunning for Netflix right now. I mean, just in the last couple of years, there's, there's HBO Max and Disney Plus. And there's a million of them. I mean, somebody's going to emerge. Not to mention the fact that just, you know, the, the movie industry or even the TV industry, uh, there, there's so much uh, competition, right? With, with YouTube channels. And um, I believe Instagram has channels now or something like that. And uh, Tino, you and I were just talking about uh, Twitter uh, launching their, their clubhouse clone. So there, there's so many other media channels and, and, and media outlets. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh, you know, there's full on shows that Tino, you watch a show, you watch um, Cobra Kai, which is a, a YouTube show, right? It's yep. not even on a, a traditional uh, platform, if you that's want to call that's, Netflix, Netflix a traditional right. platform. That's Netflix, isn't it? Cobra Kai? Well, it's, I think it started on, on YouTube and then it moved to like Hulu or something and then Netflix finally uh, took yeah. it on. Yeah. Plus just yeah. technology companies in general. I mean, think about just a few years ago, like things like browsers. Remember Netscape was like the, the, the browser. That, it was I mean, the de facto browser. Right. Nobody knows the hell that is anymore. Right. Right. It, there's, there's, all, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. I just can't so, imagine that dominant both of them. So Tino, where are you at? This is a tough one also. I actually believe in concentrated portfolios, but in two stocks, the odds are in the S&P 500's favor. I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, uh, look, this isn't, this isn't stock advice on, on any of our parts, but I mean, name, name the last time we watched something on Netflix, a Netflix original, and I'm not ripping on Netflix, but a Netflix original movie that was actually watchable. I mean, the, it's not just, you know, the, the content itself. It's this, this idea that now they got this medium where they could just put a bunch of stuff on it. Doesn't make it any more viable. I, I do think competition is an issue. I think the success of Disney Plus uh, in under a year, the phenomenal success of that product uh, is starting to make a lot of other competitors think twice about sending their stuff to Netflix. So I, 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 I don't know. I, I would say that um, more specific to your your points, you're you're right. I mean, who go back go back ten years ago, 2011. I mean, yeah, Amazon was in a hyper growth phase, and Netflix was in a hyper growth phase. Uh, I'd say Netflix was by far the more controversial of the two. Uh, going forward, that might be the case, but I mean, ultimately, uh, we don't really know what the what the world's going to hold in in ten years. And if I'm an investor holding just two stocks like that, it's way way too much concentration. Uh, I, I generally speaking in a portfolio, and again, this is not a hard rule, but I like five percent max positions. If you go any higher than that, you really got to have a lot of work being put into these these companies. And I just um, uh, I would even if let's put it this way, even if at the end of the day we were wrong on this one. I still would rather take the S&P 500 from a risk perspective. Well, this one's different. You won't be, this one, won't, I don't think you'll be wrong by much if you're wrong, right? The other one's going to be a white one way or the other. Yeah. This, one, this one could be close. So, so why don't we make this interesting? How, how, how can we make this a little bit more interesting? I mean, I'm not going to put down a million dollars because I don't have that, <laughs> but, but, but I'd be willing to put down something. Oh, I, listen, it's 10 years from now. I could be dead by now. 
I'm, 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 willing, I'm, willing, I'm willing to risk almost anything. Wow, Mike's going to bet the house. <laughs> Mike's going to die in Cabo. Well, I mean, is the bet in US dollars or is it in crypto? Wow, that's serious. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. move. Yeah, I like the crypto bet. That's cool. All right. We're probably going to end up regretting this, but let's yeah. do it in Dogecoin. In <laughs> that's great. What is it? It's 60 cents right now or something? I mean, by the time we're done recording this thing, it might be... Yeah, it might be worth uh, fifty grand. Yeah. So what's yeah. the amount? All right. So how many? Yeah. How many Dogecoin are we betting on each bet? I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm gonna have to go buy it after this. I, I was gonna say, I, 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 what I hate about this is I'm required to buy Dogecoin, which just makes me yeah. a little ill. Yeah, and here's another. Th- here's another issue with this. Now that I think about this deeper, is that if I'm right on the first bet, then we got a little bit of a problem because we placed a bet into a currency that quote unquote currency that no longer exists. So. Then the bet's for zero. Win, lose, win zero or lose zero. Why don't we simplify it? Just make it there, there we go. Done. Although a thousand podcast, per bet. This, this podcast will be going on 45 minutes from now for us to try to figure out the, the rules around the stupid Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, so a thousand per bet each. All right. Perfect. All right. See like you in it. 10 years, right? I hope so. Team, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in 10 years. Michael still be in Cabo. This podcast is created and presented by Darwin Asset Management, LLC and Darwin Advisors, LLC, collectively referred to as Darwin. Darwin does not make any representation or warranties and therefore takes no responsibility as to the accuracy, timeliness, suitability, completeness, or relevance of any information contained in this podcast. Any tax or legal information contained in this podcast is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. The information presented does not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there could be no assurance that any investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Information presented is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the securities mentioned herein.